Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The Moms Organization Motivation Podcast has had the most amazing three-year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to. If like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. Hey, it's Paige reminding you that this holiday season, you can give the gift of organization. Go to everythingwithstyle.com to find a selection of online courses specifically designed to organize your home, wardrobe, kids, or schedule in three simple steps. These courses are filled with lots of before and after photo examples, printable checklists to help you accomplish your goals quickly, and bonus videos for extra support to get it all done. Pick the course that works best for you or your lucky friend who'll be receiving it. Don't forget to check out the payment plan options and reach out to me on my contact page if you'd like to schedule a virtual organizing session. This is the perfect gift year round sent straight to your inbox. No shopping or wrapping needed. Thanks so much for listening and happy holidays. Hi, I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey, thanks so much for joining me again today. I cannot believe that I am talking to you on episode 90. When I started to record this, I was like, whoa, hold on a second. 90, that is way close to 100. I never even dreamed when I started this podcast out of honestly necessity because COVID had hit and I can no longer go into people's homes because not only were we quarantining and social distancing, But I had two little kids that I was then responsible for doing homeschooling stuff like many of you. And I thought, how in the world am I going to sustain my business? I mean, this is crazy that I've got kids at home and I was just, you know, they were happy at school and I was just out in so many different clients homes and organizing with them and uh, doing some stuff in my own home. And I just thought, 
I need to pivot and I need to figure out what I'm going to do. And the podcast was born when I decided to do that in April, 2020, the thought of a 100th episode was, well, honestly, it didn't occur to me. I was going to say it was so far off in the distance, but I don't know that I ever thought, I thought it would maybe be temporary and I would just be working on this. And then when things settle down a little bit and I could go back into people's homes and get back on stages and talk again, that we would maybe wrap up the podcast, but I'm having too much fun. And thankfully so many of you are coming back week after week that this little podcast that could remember little engine that could, uh, it somehow has landed itself in the top 1.5% of podcasts in the whole stinking world. I don't even know how to grasp that concept, but I just wanted to take this time to say, thank you so much for being here. If you have been here with me since the beginning, <laughs> those crazy unknown days of quarantining, thank you for hanging around. If you are new here, oh my goodness. How did you get here? I'm so excited to know. I am always so curious to know how you guys, especially in other countries, which I'm so grateful for, uh, have found this podcast. Is it that you were looking for organization support? Were you looking for something to listen to to pass the time and thought, oh, maybe I'll try to be productive and get some organizing done in my house? Uh, Was this recommended to you? So it would make me so happy if you guys would consider going over to Apple Podcasts and write a review. That way you can sort of tell me a little bit about what you're liking here so that I can keep giving you more of that. And, you know, for heaven's sakes, I'm okay with a little constructive criticism. So also be sure to let me know if there's something that you're not loving so much so that I can fix that for you. So uh, again, I just, I'm overwhelmed by the listenership and the loyalty of you. Uh, As of now, the podcast is being listened to in more than 65 countries all over the world. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart going into the holidays, I just feel all kinds of grateful and thankful that you're here. And I just felt like it was really important to tell you that. So now I just mentioned how, you know, I really thought that once the restrictions for the pandemic would ease up a little bit and I could be back in homes and back on stages, I would maybe you know, decide to do another business pivot. Well, I have to tell you that a lot has recently come out of getting back into people's homes and organizing with them. And additionally, speaking on stages again, I have really, really missed that community. While so many of us are still totally masking up when we're doing those things, it's been nice to see people in person again. So Recently, I lost my grandmother. She passed away and I had to go back to Tennessee and be with the family and sort of help work through some of the things that she had left over and decide what are we keeping? What are we going to bring back to us? Um, And then what are we going to do with the rest? Additionally, I've been in homes where people are very much in that mindset. They are sort of still struggling with having too much stuff. And everybody knows that as the holidays are approaching us, more stuff will come in. Now, stay tuned for upcoming episodes where I will be talking about choosing experiences over stuff and uh, making memories versus clutter. I will be talking to you about that very soon. But for now, I wanted to mention how I've been answering some of these questions most recently, especially because I've been dealing with this too. 
my grandmother, she meant the world to me. If you've heard me refer to her as grandmommy, it didn't matter that I'm an adult 40 year old at this point, she'll always be grandmommy. And a lot of my friends who actually showed up at the service for her, they call her grandmommy too. She was so loved, absolutely loved. Uh, I did some recent um, YouTube videos. If you want to go check those out, it's also called mom's organization motivation just on YouTube now. And, uh, I, I, uh, I dedicated one of the new videos to her because we were in town and we were talking about purging and sorting through all of these things, dealing with these sentimental items that I've often referred to on the show. When I say, go back and listen to episode seven, the essential purge, because it's hard. We have these sentimental items that mean so much to us. And those can be really hard to either decide what to do with or get rid of. And one of the things that I know that grandmommy would not have wanted for any of us to have to worry about is taking all of her stuff and bringing it into our home where her precious treasures turned into clutter for us. And that is really sort of the impetus for what I want to talk about today. And I wanted to call this episode space to breathe uh, for a couple of different reasons. I am feeling these days like I want to continue to do good purges regularly, especially as the holidays are coming. And we know that we're going to have some new things enter our home. It's just the nature of gift giving that tends to happen a lot. Additionally, when I was on stage recently and I was talking, I had actually gotten this inspiration, not only for going back and, and seeing grandmommy and the family and figuring out what to do, but I had done an episode previously called less is more. If you haven't heard that yet, go back and listen. I'll definitely drop any links that I talk about any references to past episodes. I'll always put those links in show notes. So that'll be there. You can click on and check that out. But the idea of less is more is when we have less, we really can create the space and the time for God to come in and show us all of these blessings that he's given and they are all around us. And sometimes when we don't have that space to breathe and recognize those blessings, we instead are missing them, missing fun opportunities, perhaps missing opportunities to even just have people over to our house. Now, if that is something you're doing and opening your home back up to people, socializing, communicating, having that community back. And the unfortunate thing is that when we have so much stuff, even if once upon a time, that stuff was awesome, or if it belonged to someone incredible, and we decided to bring some of their memories into our home, if we are not organizing that and being super intentional about the stuff that we're having live in our home, then it can end up causing us stress and anxiety. It could be overwhelming to decide what am I going to do now with all this stuff that once was great and now is making me a crazy person. That is so real. Even for a person who is organized, uh, I can have those feelings um, now that holiday decorations are coming out. It's going to mean more stuff out in our physical space. And I've mentioned, obviously, that the physical stuff that takes up residence in our home and our space and work and even car when we're driving can then become mental space taker uppers. That that's a thing, right? Uh, mental clutter is what ends up happening. And that is what I'm saying can get in the way of seeing those blessings. And we cannot let that happen. I care about you too much to let that happen. And let's also take a moment to think about how that affects our kids and the friends and family that we're surrounding ourselves by. 
if we feel like we are mentally stressed out because of stuff that's all around, how is that going to translate with, you know, through our, our personality, through things that we're saying, the way that we're acting, do you have a shorter fuse whenever you feel like stuff is all around? It is not really, it doesn't have a space. It's not really being displayed in the way that you would like for it to be, or it's not being tucked away and stored where you would like for it to be. So, you know, there are certainly, uh, I've talked in the past as well about the cost of disorganization. That was episode two (laughs) back in the old days. I brought that up because sometimes we don't even realize some of the consequences and the costs that are associated with putting off getting organized. So today, when I mention finding a way to have space to breathe, a lot of it has to do with these recent things that are happening to me recently, having to go through sorting all of that stuff and being discerning about what I'm bringing into my home so that I can truly enjoy it and appreciate it. A lot of it has to do with my clients saying, yeah, I've listened to the three E's. I've listened to the podcast episodes and I've done little bits here and there, but like, I'm ready for a serious overhaul. I am ready for a really specific plan for my entire home, uh, our entire relationship in our family with our home, because this should be something that welcomes you. When you walk in, you should walk into your home and feel like, ah, I can breathe a sense of relief, a sense of that stress just disappearing after maybe a long, busy day at work or running errands or even volunteering. Sometimes when we're doing those things that can really become uh, heavy on our hearts, even if it's a good thing, and we just need to be able to go home and decompress. So when you walk into your home, do you feel like you get that feeling? Do you have space to breathe in your home? And what does that look like? Well, I have talked about in the past about having your entryway really welcome you when you walk in. So often this can be a dropping zone for all of the things that we've carried in from our car, from the day, uh, from if you've been doing any activities outside, if your kids have gone to school and they have their backpacks, uh, groceries, anything, this can be anything um, shopping for the holidays. Guys, that's definitely something that's going to be super real right now. I really just want to make sure that you're taking a very good objective. Let's use that word objective view. When you look at your home, don't feel all the stress that comes from maybe seeing things every day that make you crazy. Step outside your home, walk inside your home with a fresh set of eyes and think, what can I do simply in this space? That's going to make it feel more inviting. And one of the things that I talk about is making sure that that drop zone that you have is not right there in your entryway. Make sure you're putting in proper organization throughout your house so that the stuff you are bringing in has a home to live instead of down on your floor, right? When you walk in, whether you're coming in through the garage door or the front door or a side door, making sure that if you need to have a space to drop things, that that is temporary. And all of those things are going to find their home throughout the next 
honestly, few minutes. Okay. Don't allow this to take up hours because then hours turns into days, turns into weeks, turns into, oh my gosh, three years later, I still hate my entryway. So don't let that be the case. And that really just takes a lot of effort on the front end in making sure you know your style, you've identified how you work. If you are a person who needs to have open baskets without tops, because you need to easily toss stuff in there, this could be your shoes. If we're talking about the entryway, making sure when you kick those shoes off that they don't just stay there. Perhaps you need an open basket or a little shelf situation that you can easily put those shoes there. If you are a person like me in our home, I will say, I don't leave my shoes around. I'm wearing my shoes throughout the house and then I am taking them off up stairs and putting them in my closet. I don't want a bunch of shoes to be sitting by the front door. My husband does the same thing. He takes his shoes off upstairs. They go in his closet. We've got space for our shoes so that when we walk in, we are not seeing that we can breathe. There is an empty floor in front of us that might temporarily need to hold a few things while we're quickly running around and putting those things away where they go, but they're not living there permanently. My kiddos, when it comes to their shoes, it depends. If it's on a weekend, I have my kids take their shoes upstairs. If it is during the week and these are school shoes, a lot of times my Isabel will walk upstairs with hers on and she will get to do her homework upstairs right away. And she'll take her shoes off and put them away or set them out for the next day because we always like to prepare our outfits. Then I've got my Duke who he is a kid who likes to walk in and take his shoes off immediately. So he knows the rule is he can't just leave those out. He needs to set those all the way against the side at the bottom of the stairs. So it's not a trip factor. And it's not also something that's going to take up space. That's going to make us feel like, oh, I can't stand walking in and seeing shoes everywhere. It's not a big deal to have him Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday, really Friday counts as the weekend. So those go back upstairs to his room, but Monday through Thursday, he uh, I'm fine with him leaving his shoes right there. And because that is something that he just automatically knows to do. There's no issue. So putting in some of these uh, thoughts and practices in your home really requires you communicating with the entire family to make it happen. All right. More talk about space to breathe. We've talked about the entryway. That's super important. Have a little drop basket or something there. If you need to, I call it a catch-all basket as well. If you need to put like keys, wallets, cell phones, headphones, you know, any of those things like that, you know, business cards, uh, masks, stuff like that have a little basket or something, go back and listen to that episode. I'll drop the link in show notes as well. That talks about having a welcoming entryway for some more ideas. Okay. Space to breathe in other areas of your home. Recently, I did an episode with Jessica Velasquez. We talked about your bedroom. I also did the ugly bedroom challenge with her that you'll be hearing more about soon. Uh, We're working on trying to turn that into a podcast episode so that you guys won't miss what we talked about there. But I'll tell you that we really talked a lot about having, you know, chairs and benches and, and beds, things like that in our bedrooms that tend to collect stuff versus offer seating or (laughs) a place to sleep. So if you are having those plans to have space to breathe and being intentional with your space, 
when you walk into your bedroom, I want it to be that same idea. It needs to be inviting. It needs to be welcoming. And that's not going to happen if you've got clothes, uh, maybe even it's clean laundry from downstairs that's thrown on a bench or draped over a chair or dropped in your bedroom floor. How about the kids' toys? Have the kids' toys infiltrated your space and they are taking up residence in your bedroom. I've joked uh, a lot about a friend of mine, Amy, we talked about in uh, one of the chapters in my book, we talked about Legos in the bedroom. This was an issue for her. I saw her recently at a talk that I gave at uh, our church in mom life. And we, I laughed because she wrote down again, I always pass a little paper around so people can write their names and email addresses in any spaces that are bothering them. And she put in the column, okay, back to Legos. We need a refresh. Yes. We're still talking about Legos in the bedroom. So while we had gotten them out and we had given the kids a space to do their Legos, it has slowly started to creep in because that was a really fun thing that they would do. Uh, the little guy and his dad in their home, that was fun. They would do Legos. So it's time for me to go back in. We'll have a chat with the kids and say, look, this is super fun. You can do these. If you want to do these in the bedroom, that's fine. And then when you're done, take them out with you. So maybe it makes sense if you guys are doing any sorts of projects to have, again, that sort of catch-all basket, which my friend Katrina Teeple from Operation Organization talks about a put-back basket. So when you're done, everything goes in the put-back basket. And then that night or whenever you have you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever throughout your day, you go around with your put back basket and you drop things in everybody's, you know, respective bedroom and put it where it belongs. So is that something you need to do? You need to have the put back basket. You need to have the catch all basket. Either way, we're gathering these things, right? We're containing ourselves. So that's what the container store says, contain yourself. And we are putting things back where they belong so that we can breathe in our space. So is that happening in your bedroom? Is it happening in a kid's play space? If you have not determined the best style that your kids have when putting things back and those things are not age appropriate, you may have a playroom that makes you insane. The playroom is supposed to be fun. It literally has the word play in it. This is supposed to be a good time. So you are supposed to be able to play in a playroom and take stuff out. And it's okay if temporarily while you're playing, it looks messy. That's fine. Totally acceptable. Consider having different containers for your stuff so that when you finish one activity, it's super easy according to the age and the stage of your kid their style. Again, do they need an open basket? Do they need something with a box? Do they need something that is clear so they can see through it? Because maybe they can't read a label on the outside of it to know what goes where either way, make sure you are implementing those things. And don't forget to do the good purge first before you start containing your stuff. We'll do a quick review. If you haven't heard it, go back to episode one and listen to the three E's philosophy, three simple steps that I talk about that start with the letter E to move your organization goals forward without the stress and overwhelm. The very first step is your essential I always talk about how a purge should be your essential. If you are purging your items, you're not going to get stuck in the end with all of these things you don't need and trying to contain them. What's the point of that? That is definitely not going to give you space to breathe if you have things spilling out of the containers. So always start with your essential purge. Second step, your enhancement. The enhancement adds style or value to whatever your essential was. 
So let's say you did choose to do an essential purge. Well, now you've got all this stuff that you're going to get rid of. And this is the enhancement. You can decide, am I going to do a yard sale? Am I going to sell some stuff online and get that ROI, the money that I put into it, I'm going to get that back. Or am I going to donate it to a worthy cause for a charity, for some people who need it and can appreciate and enjoy those items? That is an enhancement that definitely adds style or value to your essential of purging those items. Get those things to the proper home. And sometimes the proper home is the trash bin or the recycle. So don't be afraid to do that. Like I mentioned, when we saw grandmommy stuff, a lot of us, we took our photos, we took a few little things, and then we donated as much as we possibly could to serve someone else because it just didn't fit in our space. It was what grandmommy needed and what she valued and it worked for her and served her well. And she would not want to be watching us from heaven thinking, why are they taking that stuff to their house? We all know they don't need it. And then they are going to start resenting me because all my stuff is in their house and they don't need it or want it. I will not let grandmommy be thinking (laughs) in any way, shape or form that thought. I want her to feel like we've taken some treasures. We think about her all the time. And now the rest of her stuff is serving someone else. Okay. Final step, your extras. That is the third step in getting organized. Your extra is the last final touch. That's going to really take whatever this goal is that you have to the next level. And it's like the cherry on top. This is when I highly recommend finding the appropriate organizing bins to put in place. When you get all of these three steps done, the good purge, the sailor donation of your items, and then the styling of the space with the proper bins, you will have space to breathe in your home. Get fearless, get decisive when it comes to getting rid of your stuff. Just use the stuff that is serving you best and make sure that it is being properly organized in bins that fit your style. If you look online and you see, you know, the home edit and you think my refrigerator needs to look like that. If that is not your style and you're going to be like, hold on, I love to cook and I have a ton of leftovers and I don't want pretty, you know, flowers in a bin or a hundred green limes because that fits in the Roy G Biv rainbow (laughs) in my refrigerator that the home edit shows examples of. Listen, those are just inspirational photos. I see so many times on their comments, people are like, this is totally unrealistic. They're like, look, we're trying to inspire you. We love a good rainbow moment. We also love simple and not cluttered. So if this is going to cause clutter and stress for you, because you're trying to put in these things that are color coordinated and only buying things that fit in your, you know, red, orange, green, blue, indigo, like if that is what you're taking away. You don't need to be following them on Instagram. What they want you to see is the inspiration. And this is what I want with the three simple steps. When I talk about my three E's philosophy, it is an inspiration. Your three E's can look totally different than mine because it is all about what is the essential thing that you need to focus on? What does your space look like? What's bothering you that you would like to change or update? And then what's going to add style or value to that thing you decided to do? And then finally, what is going to take that to the next level to really make you feel like I love my home. It is welcoming. It is warm. It is inviting. And I have space 
to breathe. That is what you need to be focusing on. So as I leave you here today, I'm going to remind you, take a look back at your floor. Take a look at chairs and benches and beds and couches in your home. Decide, are these things that are here just simply collecting a lot of clutter? Or are they serving me as a place to sit or a place to sleep or a place to rest when I'm watching movies with my family or reading a great book? Make sure that those items you're being super intentional about and letting them truly serve you in the way that is going to give you the opportunity to breathe and relax. All right. Have an amazing rest of your holiday season. And don't forget to join me next week for some more organization motivation. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the mom's organization motivation podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.